Hey everyone, if you're wondering why you're not hearing the intro music, I just wanted to quickly interject with something before we get into the podcast uh, for what you're listening to. Um, the podcast episode ended up running a little bit long between Phil and I. We broke it up into two parts, and you'll see that in the title. Part one is going to be covering the retirement of Tom Brady, and the other part is going to cover Brian Flores suing the NFL. You'll know which part is which by the title, but just in case you don't, I wanted to add this caveat, uh, caveat to it. So you can still listen to both. They're going to be, but I'm going to release them both as separate parts. So in case you wanted to listen to specifically one section or the other, it'll be a lot easier for you. Uh, without further said, I hope you guys enjoy and uh, let's get it started. football i'm jeff jackson that's phil we usually break it down by video game sports episodes and occasionally marvel film reviews i know what you're thinking what the hell is phil doing with jeff on a football episode but i couldn't get anybody else on on it i'm just kidding yeah thanks (laughs) just kidding uh phil's joining me we're gonna be talking about sports i was planning to do a podcast on the draft because as you guys remember from my state of the union address in the beginning of 2022 i said I want to focus on the scouting. I want to focus on, you know, so I was going to get my report card of like draft picks. I was right about draft picks. I was dead ass wrong about, you know, but then all of a sudden, Phil, the universe had other plans because we not only got ass slapped with one news, we got two big bombshells, you know, that just sent ripples effect through the NFL. Could. Yeah. Could. Well, the one definitely is the number one. The one story is the other one. We don't know yet. All I know is life is a Dolphins fan. I miss the days, Phil where all you had to bitch about was your team losing. That's all, I, yeah. would, I would do anything to go back to those days right now. <laughs> well, hey, I've had years and years and years and years of that happening with uh, Buffalo, with just stupid stuff, you know, just losing year after year after year. Are we going to finally find a quarterback? You know, what situation, what coach are we going to find until just Coach now? and GM hating each other. Remember the, yeah. you know, the one guy drafted the one and the other guy wanted the other receiver, and it was like a nonstop, you know. Or trading up for a Sammy Watkins and you have no quarterback to even <laughs> throw to Sammy Watkins. <laughs> carriage before the horse, right, or whatever. Yeah, the exactly. Phrase is. Horse before the carriage or whatever the phrase is. But, no, I appreciate you coming on. Phil is normally more of the hockey guy, by the way. I don't do hockey as much, but – um i figured we get as many people as insight the two stories obviously for people listening unless you've been living under a rock we're going to tackle them both each by piece by piece but the number one story is obviously tom brady officially announced his retirement today um and then the other story being obviously brian flores suing the nfl uh we're going to start with the brady retirement though because i feel like that's a little bit easier to unpack um adam Schefter broke the news a couple days early he had a premature uh twitter you know, I almost yeah. said a premature Twitteration or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I think that situation really was just everybody knew, I think, in the circles, M. Schefter, everybody that was around the circle of ham and sports, they knew Brady was going to retire. I just think that Brady wanted to do it in his own way. Like he was overseas for a week or so with his family. And I think that he owns a podcast. He's doing a TV show on Hulu, and he has another thing on ESPN, I believe. And I think that he wanted to come out and say, hey, this is it. I'm the one thanking 
X, Y, and Z and do it without it just coming out of the news and then him having to respond to it. I think he's the type of guy that likes to... I mean, he's a great guy, wonderful, but he likes to center and to control his own narrative. And I think that's why when uh, Schefter kind of just put it out there, he knew, everybody knew it, but they were just like, uh-oh, you know. He was like, I, I, don't, I want to do it my way, and I don't want it just be some news-worthy piece. Yeah, and he's allowed, I think he's owed that right. Any player wants to announce it oh, yeah. a lot of time. And um, Tom could have easily done that. I'll, I'll give him the respect of, he could have easily done the, you know, the sunset tour of announcing yeah. this his last year. He kind of did it, you know, last second because he had an MVP caliber year this year. He's not going to win MVP, but he was in the running, which speaks for itself as a 44-year-old quarterback. Yeah. But he wanted to do it his way, and he also didn't want to take away from the Super Bowl, he said. He was planning to announce no. it after the Super Bowl was when he was planning to announce it, which I respect the hell out of him for. But supposedly his agent leaked it because his agent is also the same agent for Jimmy Garoppolo. And he was trying to drum up interest. So he was talking to Tampa Bay of, hey, if you want Jimmy, so then it leaks from there. Because Schefter won't tweet something unless he hears about it. He's not going to just speculate. So he heard about it. But like you said, Phil, I think it was – there was a handshake agreement they all should have followed of we're not going to say anything. The insiders know, but nobody's going to – because that's happened before with certain – like Tom Brady's been owed that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's owed that. The only unfortunate thing with insiders is that to stay an insider, you always got to one-up each other. You always okay. got to be the one first blasting out the story because then people believe that you are the guy. You're the yeah. person that knows it. Like Adam Schefter, when you ever see anything he comes out with, you know, oh, okay, this this shit's real. This is yep. 100% happening or, you know, it looks really good. And I think that he just saw that and said, well, you know, I don't want to get scooped by anybody else. And he thought probably Brady was gonna send a, you know, a message anyway. I I think he just he just jumped the gun, and people do that. So absolutely, and Schefter was adamant about it, and Brady did come out two days later and announce it. Brady could have left him out in the cold and had done it later, but um, yeah. I respect him for saying he can't. It wasn't necessarily that he doesn't believe he could play anymore. It's the mental part of it of putting your yes. body in shape another year. And he said he wouldn't be a hundred percent, so he didn't want to play. He didn't want to see himself fall off the cliff. In terms of no, game. He, he he didn't want a Brett Favre moment. Brett Favre was an icon for years and was great with uh, Minnesota, and or no, was Green Green Bay. Green Bay, well, Minnesota too. He retired his last season well, with the Vikings. Well, too. exactly because that's why I said that he was uh, with Green uh, Green Bay for so long, did great, but then you could start seeing him slip slip a little bit. But Green Bay knew what their future was with Aaron Rodgers. That's kind of funny now that who knows what that's going to end up in. Um, but they knew they had that, and they knew he was slipping, but he couldn't let the reins go. He couldn't just let it go, so he went to uh, Minnesota. And then, as you saw, Minnesota, he was just – what I remember, it was rough, man. It His was first like, year was great, but you're right. His second year coming back, I don't even think he finished the year. I think he got No, hurt. he didn't. He, he got, got hurt. hurt and, uh, he what's his name? Backup. Jesus, uh, Jackson was his last name. I don't remember his first name. He came in. I almost said yeah. Taylor, but it wasn't him. It was uh, something no. Jackson. He came in and uh, played the rest of the year. Um, yeah. Brad Childress's final year. I think he got uh, was let go after that. But and, no. and see, and leaving like that as a way, just being injured, an old man, it kind of just 
tarnishes your reputation. Like where Brady's leaving up on the top. I mean, he's done it all. We'll talk about this. I mean, it'll be real quick, but he's at uh, 22 seasons. What is yep. it? Seven Super Bowls. Seven Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, a whole bunch of Pro Bowls. Uh, best quarterback in the world. And also, too, he did something that, honestly, I'm glad he did, is that when he won all those championships with the Patriots, instead of him staying with the Patriots and trying to win another one and then, you know, say if they didn't, you know, when their team was kind of, you know, getting older and, you know, they want to go in a newer direction, a little bit younger, I'm glad he left because his name, if he never left the Patriots, would always been tied with Belichick. Correct. I don't care what anybody says, yep. but I think it always would have been Brady and Belichick. Belichick and Brady. Like, can these two, you know, if they separate, can they still be something really good? And, you know, they're like, well, if Tom goes to another team, does that Belichick could even win the Super Bowl? Or would he just be a normal, boring old quarterback? Right. Because this guy is the best and making plays for him. Same as Belichick. Can he take a young quarterback and really build him up? You know, it doesn't have to be the next Brady, but at least somebody decent. And I think they both showed that. When he left for Tampa Bay, I think that he proved to him and said, listen, I don't need Belichick. I can make my own. I can create my own team, essentially, because he got Gronkowski. I got Antonio Brown. Uh, got a whole bunch of people yep. that won the Super Bowl and said, you know, Patriots, I don't need you. I am my own man. Same with the Belichick, uh, not last year, but this year. I give him credit because I don't really believe Mac Jones is – I mean, he's good. He is very good. He's very young. But I would not say that he's the best rookie out there. No. Like, I mean, yeah, this I rookie think class struggled, still, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he could still form into something really, really good. But I wouldn't say that, oh, he was – the best rookie in the whole NFL or anything like that. Or like when you watch him play, we're like, Oh, Hey, even if he was the rest of the rookies weren't that good this year, he didn't have a season. Like I know what you mean. His ceiling is an, I, my opinion, I don't believe he will ever be a top five caliber NFL quarterback. The way you're seeing guys like Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, yeah, Holmes, Aaron Rodgers. you know what I mean? Like, I don't believe he'll be that. And I think, but I think he could be good. I think he's honestly very similar and comparable to Tua. I can see him. I think him know, and Tua are very similar, honestly. Tua, just, I, I hate to say it. I could see him as a Matt Stafford. I think that he could be a really, really good player. Just has to find the right team. And he's not going to be. He doesn't have the arms to doors Stafford, off. but yeah. Well, but that's what I was saying. He's not, but he's not going to blow the doors off. But he's got that same type of vision. He can still do it. It's just his arm is not as strong. And he can work on that. I don't think you can fix it. No, he's never going to have an elite arm like an Allen. You can make arm strength can be improved, but not to an elite level. The elite ones just have it. Like, but look at Mahomes when he's got out of the pocket, he makes these sidearm throws that are unbelievable. (laughs) Same thing with um, Josh Allen when he's running, he can still see people and do well that's elite yeah you can't develop into that you have it or you don't that type of yes accuracy can be fixed too because eli did it when he was younger but no i know what you mean and that's what makes me respect i think i'm still more of the line of the patriots dynasty was more brady than belichick simply for one reason and it wasn't that belichick wasn't a good coach it was 
the fact of Tom Brady always took a pay cut, which enabled them to yeah. have more money to spend. Now, that doesn't mean that Belichick isn't a good coach, but that's why I'm giving them him 75% because that helps out your team so much where so many quarterbacks, including even Peyton Manning and Drew Brees, did not take pay cuts. So just yeah. for that alone, it enabled the Patriots to win more Super Bowls than they would have otherwise because Tom took a pay cut. He was one of the yeah. only ones to do it. See, he's more of a quarterback that only thinks about the team where some quarterbacks are just thinking about themselves and the team's secondary. And I agree with you. That's what I like about, even though I hated him. Oh, I, I too, still yeah. don't, I still don't like him because he's been destroyed <laughs> everybody in the division bills and your dolphins included for years. Oh, he bent us over right over. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't deny his ability. He's just, he's a good person and just his ability to win. And even at what? 44, 44. I mean, if you're doing something, if you're still winning uh, Super Bowls at 43, 44, and even getting the playoffs where they did this year. Yep. And won a playoff game fucking... you lost in the conference game. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Or the divisional round. Yeah. So. No, I, I agree with you. Everything. I think um, his reputation speaks for itself. And there's going to be all these discussions to speak of it. Um, but yes, it is official. He has re- he is retiring. Where Tampa goes from here is another discussion for another episode. And same thing with yeah, the well, legacy of it. But before we get into the Flores talk, and before I like start chugging Clorox over here, um, <laughs> where do you have Brady? I, obviously, this is like, and I think I told you this before. For me, he's undisputed the goat. For me, in terms yeah. of he's the most accomplished quarterback. But not only is he the most accomplished, I think you're right, Phil, in that what you were saying of because he did it with two different teams is what put cements it for me, because I could always make the argument that maybe he is a system type quarterback. Yes. He can't do the things like I always believe Phil, there's like two types of quarterbacks, usually more, but the ones that are physically gifted and the ones that are accomplished and efficient. So you have in the one hand, you have your uh, Tom Brady, Joe Montana and in, in, yeah. uh, in that realm, you know what I mean? And then in the other hand, and, and Peyton Manning, you can put in there as well. And then on the other hand, you have the physical freaks that just do things that you can't counteract, which is your John Elways, your Aaron Rodgers, your Patrick Mahomes, your Dan Marinos, your, you know what I mean? Where they just change the game of like, Jesus Christ, like we've never seen this before. Well, you know I, I mean? would like, also too. I know you want. But Randall Cunningham Josh, too. Sorry, I forgot about him too. But I put Josh Allen there because he's like, he's a unicorn. I mean, this guy can run like a running back. Um, throw like a, an unbelievable, like the best quarterback you've ever seen, has a bomb of an arm. He's something that he is a physical specimen that you're right. You're either born with it or you just have to be a system guy. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Being no, a no. Some people are so pissed about it, but it's true. It's, and even yeah. though he's in the Super Bowl right now, he's got physical gifts. I'm not going to say he doesn't, but Joe Burrow is phenomenal. He's playing at the top five level, right? But he's like, he falls yeah. into the Brady category. If he is a big guy, he's like six three, six four. but he doesn't have the legs or arm of Allen or Herbert, but he's no. incredibly efficient and accurate. And that's where, so, so even before our very eyes, you're seeing it, you're seeing, you know what I mean? The Burrow category in Stafford, whereas you got in the other hand, you've got the Allen, Herbert, Mahomes, you know what I mean? Russell Wilson that are just physical freaks of what they can do. Yeah. He's a perfect pocket quarterback. Like, same thing with Brady was really good at. If you put uh, Brady in the pocket and you gave him enough time, I'll tell you right now, he could shred 
Oh, he'll pick you apart. Yeah. And kill you. Yeah. And that's what Burroughs is to me right now is, yep. you know, he's not, if he has to scramble, you're pretty much going to stop him. But if you can't, if you give him some time and space, upwards of three to five seconds, he's going to make sure that. Yeah, the dude had nine sacks and he won a playoff game still. Yeah, <laughs> he got exactly. sacked nine times. But yeah, I know what you mean. So to me, for everybody who doesn't know, obviously I'm a diehard Miami Dolphins fan. I have my top five and it's obviously subject to change. I only have retired players in this list, by the way. My number five, I always tell people, is it depends on your favorite team who you have at number five. My top three are kind of cemented. I think there are players coming up like Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, if he keeps going at his trajectory, who could get into that top five. But right now, my top five, like I said, are retired players. I have Brady number one, like you said, uh, Phil. He went to 10 Super Bowls, won seven of them, which is absurd, won it with Tampa Bay, and he's won multiple MVPs, won multiple Super Bowl MVPs not only including how many championship games he's been to on the side. So I'm not even going to count that because I'd, I'd be here all day with Zach He's the most accomplished quarterback in NFL history. He's number one. Joe Montana's number two, four for four in Super Bowls, four and oh. Uh, you know, obviously was one of the greatest teams of all time in the 80s with the uh, almost the Patriots, <laughs> with the 49ers. Uh, and then number three for me is John Elway. Physical freak, won two Super Bowls was ahead of his time in terms of when he was drafted, you know, could run and throw, even though people called him horse face, uh, you know, he looked like his mascot, but and then number four for me is Peyton Manning. Same thing. Went to four Super Bowls, one, two, with two different teams, one with Denver and one with the Colts. Uh, and then number five for me is Dan Marino. But like I said, for five, yeah. I understand it's going to depend on your favorite team. I say Marino Packers fans will probably say Brett Favre, you know, Bills fans will say Jim Kelly Dallas fans will say Troy Aikman. Pittsburgh fans will say Terry Bradshaw. You know what I mean? Like Colts fans will say, no, you got to put John Unitas at five. Like, you know what I mean? Like number five is depending on who your team is. I feel like you can make the argument for like five guys, five different guys. But for me, I put my top four. I kind of a more feisty on my top four because I feel like these guys have set themselves apart. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I think so. Mine would be Tom Brady, number one overall. I mean, you just can't Mm -hmm. discount him. With how many Super Bowls he's won, he's gone to two different teams. We already discussed this. He's just he is the best quarterback. I would say Joe Montana, number two. Yep. I mean, just great, great player. Um, number three, honestly, you want to know? I mean, talk about really old school, and we don't talk about too much. And I've seen a lot of his highlights. Terry Bradshaw, he was a physical specimen of a guy. He won, he won four Super Bowls, too, I believe, or three or four. Exactly. And I thought, I thought he was a very good player. I mean, it wasn't too much when I was growing up, but still, I've seen, if you're talking about just wins in general and playing ability and stats, you know, you can't leave him out of that. I mean, he was just yeah. Stats, his stats were always okay because he did throw a lot of picks. But you're right in terms of accomplishments, absolutely. How many yeah. seasons he won? Yes, absolutely. Uh, then Peyton Manning, number five or four. four. Yep. Yeah, number five is always the hard. <laughs> it's not even me trying to be a Marino homer. It's like that's why I don't blame people. Number five is usually whoever you liked growing up. I would say. I would say. You know what I mean? Like I five. Like Elway. I like Elway a lot. Yeah, I always liked him. Three. Yeah, I liked Elway. He went to so, con. He went to more than one. Su- he won two Super Bowls, but I yeah, believe he won two. three. I think he went to one and lost as well. So I think like, you know, that's why I think. Uh, I know he won it when he finally had TD Terrell Davis at running back, but he was a specimen. He dragged a pretty bad. Yeah. Like 
most people can't name Denver's receivers. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? You go exactly. through the ages, you can name, uh, you know, even Tom Brady, he has Brandy Moss and Edelman and Welker. I can't name besides McCardell and Shannon Sharp a tight end. I can't name John Elway's wide receiver. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no. uh, because <laughs> Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, you know what I mean? Like, I can name the Manny, you got Harrison, Reggie Wayne, you know, Bradshaw. Like, I could go through the list for most of them. I can't for Elway. And that's why I respect the hell out of that man. Cause I'm like, I can't name his receivers. But sometimes, and that's what makes me. Even Marino, so... I can name Duper Clayton. I can't name Elway's. I'm like, yeah, but you know what, though? That's what makes these players or, you know, all these, yeah, these athletes so great um, that they are that good. Like, you can have receivers that are not the best or just, you know, you don't remember them. They don't have these star names, star qualities, but yet you can still make them into stars. You can still make well, them. Well, elevate. Yeah, the quarterbacks you. elevate. The great ones do anyway. They yeah. elevate. Yeah. That's why I'll tell you that right now. That's why I don't it's think. a good list. Gronkowski is a very good tight end. I'm going to say that right now. Unbelievable. But I would love to see his career without Tom Brady. That's why I feel I feel like when he retired, you know, he knew Brady was almost ready to call it quits. Well, they were going to trade him to Detroit, and he threatened to retire, and he did. Yeah, he was and like, he did yeah, retire. Somewhere else, yeah. Because he knew that I really believe that him and uh, Brady just – they knew each other. They were just so good. They knew each other in and out, and he knew that if he went with another quarterback or another system, I don't think he would be this special tight end that everybody, you know – and there are players that exceed or excel in it, like the Randy yeah. Mosses of the world, right? The Calvin Johnsons, the Tony Gonzalez's yeah. that are like, yeah, they'd be good anywhere. Like, they're just that dominant, right? But you're right. Like, players were elevated. Marino elevated Duper and Clayton. You know, Drew Brees elevated Jimmy uh, – I mean, said Jimmy Grappler. <laughs> Jimmy Graham. Tim Kelly ele- elevated Eric Moulds. You know what I mean? Like, there are players who were definitely elevated by their quarterback play, including the running game. Like yeah. Terrell Davis, you know, helped carry Elway, but Elway also was the threat. So people did have to respect the pass. Like it, you know, I agree with you on that one, but yeah, Tom Brady, I, like I said, I'm going to miss him, even though I'm not, I'm happy, but I also, I think given the playoffs that we just saw, I think the league is in very, very good hands from a quarterback position. A lot of young, oh. specifically in the AFC. Well, I was going to say, you know, growing up, it's so funny. And this same thing with hockey. I've never had this feeling till just maybe last year or this year is that I grew up with so many star players like, you know, we'll say hockey like the Pavel Dasuk, like, you know, all of Zetterberg, all of um, not Gretzky, you know, but all these old great, great players for all these leagues and how they're all retiring or they got kids that are finally coming to the league. Same thing. Like right now with the NFL, Peyton Manning's gone. Eli Manning's gone. And I grew up with these guys. I actually, when Buffalo is terrible, I love Peyton Manning. I would, yep. I couldn't stand. I would love watch him, but Tom Brady's gone. Now you got Aaron Rodgers, who's still good, but I would still say on his last legs. In a he might be years. retiring for all we know. We don't know. He says he's going uh, well, to soon yep that fucking loon who knows um, <laughs> uh, but i mean there's burgers just retired too yeah, yeah burgers because i remember years and years and years of watching uh steelers and it's gonna be so weird because you're so used to seeing these teams and now these big stars these big quarterbacks that have 
essentially kept them so great are gone. Like Ben Roethlisberger, I know that who's the guy who's a backup right now, and he's not bad. He's not he's not great, but he's not bad in Pittsburgh. Um, the quarterback. Well, Mason Rudolph. Yes, yeah. I mean, he's not Ooh. bad. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I mean. Ugh. Unless he, the only, the, what Mason Rudolph's known for is having a helmet hit him in the face. Yeah, he's well, he's decent as a backup. They'll still need somebody. Obviously, they're going to go with a starter. Yeah, I don't know who. Yeah, but, yeah. And like, uh, and I know we'll talk about too that Deshaun Watson, wherever he goes, he's one of the newer quarterbacks. But personally, to me, I hope he doesn't go anywhere, and I hope he doesn't go in. You know, our division, the AFC uh, East, because I don't want to see him go to Miami or anything like that. But I think you don't, I would, but it's, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. You would love to see it, but I I personally, I don't know what's going to happen with him because it's, it's very, very weird with him. We've had Um, so many podcasts talking about him too. And his outlook at this point, it's a, it's all up in the air. It depends. I know he has his own legal issues and stuff right now. It's pretty clear because the giants have said no. And other teams like the Eagles have poked around, but he's adamantly said he doesn't want to go to the Eagles. Uh, It's what's going to happen with it's clear right now that the league does not want Watson or teams until he gets this cleared up. Now, once he gets this cleared up, it might be open season. But for right now, I was going to say everybody's going for teams are all staying away. All of them are for the most part, with the exception of the Eagles and for the longest time, my Dolphins, but in the Panthers. But like most teams were not sniffing it, like the Broncos, the Giants, you know, a lot of teams were like, nope, like not not until he gets shit cleared up. Like, we're not yeah. touching it with a 10-foot pole. And now it's going to be interesting to see what happens if he does get this stuff cleared up, or at least enough to be like, okay, you know, we can yeah. move on from this. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with, as I said, the Broncos, Green Bay, God for – I mean, like, what if Green Bay throws their hat in? There's going to be a lot of teams that are going to throw their hat in that we didn't see before, you yeah. know? And we won't know until the off season, until after, because we still got the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. But, but no, I, I think 